Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5. It says, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. I want to talk about this morning, breaking the cycle of insecurity part four. I want to talk about developing courage. Last week we talked about character. This week and for the next two weeks, I want to talk about courage. Character is an important part to developing as a believer. Um, overcoming insecurities. We've been talking about this because I believe that where we're going next, our character will be tested. Our faith will be tested. And if you have any insecurities, the enemy will try to exploit those insecurities. Are you with me? Last week, we talked about developing character. The common definition of the word courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. It originated from its Middle English word denoting that the word meant the heart, the seat of your emotion. Simply stated, courage is commonly defined as being motivated by the heart to do something brave. I'm going to say it one more time. It, it, it is motivation from the heart to do something brave. The Hebrew word for the word courage is the word ametz. That word means to be strong, to be bold, to be alert, to conquer, to be determined. I'm trying to help somebody. Many of us who struggle with insecurities, we struggle with being courageous. Do I have anybody? The Bible is big on what's in the heart. And the only way to overcome insecurities is by developing courage. Let me give you something. Biblical courage is also defined as the ability to do something brave being motivated by a heart that knows that God can and will be there with you. I want to say to somebody here today that oftentimes when you step out to do something, you have faith, you, you, you have trust, but you lack courage. Amen. We've learned throughout this series on developing, uh, breaking the cycle of insecurities that you must use your spiritual gift. Remember I told you that? I told you not only must you use your spiritual gift, but you must develop your worship. We looked at David worshiping God. I told you about Daniel and his prayer. You have to have a strong prayer life. And then lastly, you must have character. Today in our passage, we find that Joshua is entering a new phase in life. It is almost scary. He has walked with Moses for 40 years in the wilderness. 
He was one of the ones that went over into Canaan and spied it out. And when he came back, the people were so fearful. Come on, help me. The people were so fearful of what they were about to face that they forgot that God had made a promise to them. You see, fear will cause you and the lack of courage will cause you to be afraid of a lot of things. After spying out the land, Joshua had walked with Moses, and now he's at a place. Moses has died. The Bible says in verse 1, it says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua. Joshua is now taking the lead. Joshua is the young man who will now carry out the mission do i have anybody you got to ask yourself a question what is god calling you to carry out what is god putting in your hands who have you been around what have you been learning all these years that now god is trying to elevate you to another level and because you and i must develop courage because if we don't break the cycle of insecurities, we will always end up failing. Do I have anybody? You see, the people of God lack courage. The people of God, they complained in the, in the wilderness. They cried in the wilderness. They forfeited their blessings in the, in the wilderness. And this is the generation from the first generation who went out into the wilderness. Watch this now. And not only did they go out, were they out in the wilderness, but they were out there for such a long time that another generation had been brought up that God says, I'm going to give it to them. Do I have anybody? But I want to say to somebody here this morning, in order for you to possess your Canaan, you got to have courage. God knew that they needed a change of leadership. And God chose a man who, in my opinion, was weak. Joshua was not initially courageous. And the reason why I say that is because God repeats himself. When he says to Joshua, you'll see it throughout the, the, the book, throughout this chapter, he says, be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous. Joshua spent years as the assistant pastor. Amen. But yet now it was time for him to take his people into the promised land. Can I ask you a question? Could it be that it's courage that's holding you back from walking into your destiny? Could it be that it's your insecurities of not having courage that's causing you not to possess what God has already prepared for you? Do I have anybody? First we see in verses 1 and 2, we see Joshua's calling. That's what we see. Verses 3 to verse 5. Verse 4, we see God's confirming. Jericho was a big obstacle. Anybody here facing any obstacles this morning? That's bigger than you. Can I tell you something? Financial obstacles can be big, but it's not bigger than God. Relational obstacle can be big, but it's not bigger than God. Emotional obstacles can be big, but it's not bigger than God. And when you have an assignment that's bigger than your perceived abilities, you know that you need God in, able to, in order to do it. But one of the things that you do need and one of the things that we need 
is courage. Joshua, like many of us, was insecure in many ways. His insecurities caused him to totally forget that he had a feeling, a scary feeling. He went to bed thinking, man, can I do this? He woke up in the morning and he forgot the calling and he woke up an, another day and he forgot the confirming and he woke up another day and he forgot the command from God. And oftentimes what happens is we allow fear to cause us to forget God's word. Oftentimes we allow fear, amen, to cause us to forget that God is greater than anything that you have in front of you. So the question is how? Do we develop courage? I'm glad you asked. Look at verse one, verse five. It says, as a matter of fact, if you look at verse three, look at the promise here. He says, and every place on which the sole of your foot treads, look at what God is doing to him. God, I knew, I know Joshua was weak because God had to use words with Joshua to build him up. But sometimes we hear an encouraging word, but we're still not convinced because our fear trumps God's word. And I want to help somebody here this morning to let you know that courage is something that you have to develop. Courage. Some of us say we're courageous, but when we get put into a situation, fear causes us to fall back. He says, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, look what he says, I have, it's an emphatic, given it to you. Watch this. Just as I spoke to who? To Moses. So what I want to say to you today is this. Watch this. You got to remember that no matter what it looks like, you got to look back at what God has done for others. And not only what God has done for others, but look what God is doing with your leader and you will know what God can do for you. Do I have anybody? He says, just as I have given it to you, I've given it to you just as I told Moses. Look at verse four. He says, from the wilderness to this Lebanon, even as far as the great river of Euphrates, all the hill land of the Hittites and as far as the great sea towards the setting of the sun will be your what? Could it be that we really have not possessed vision? What we really, what God has already given us because we lack courage, because we have fear, what's going to cost? How long is it? What we're doing right now is we are walking by faith, but we are walking with the courage and the command and the promises of God, believing that, guess what? He will perform exactly what he says he's going to perform. Are you with me? Watch the text. The text, verse 5 says, now he says, no man will be able to stand, what? Before you what? All the days of your what? Watch the text now. Here's what I want to show you. Here's how you develop courage. First thing you got to do is overcome our fear of people. I'm going to say it one more time. Overcome your fear no matter what position they have. No matter where they are, who they are, you respect them, but you do not fear them. He 
says, no man, I don't care who they are. And when we look at Joshua's life, you'll find out that his first assignment, hallelujah, was the Jericho Wall. And from there on, he fought a seven-year war facing king after king, man after man. But what gave him the courage is what God told him right here. God gave him a lifetime promise that I will be, watch this, no man will be able to stand before you. No man will be better than you. No man could do it better than you. No man's going to take your place. Fear of people will cause us to forfeit what God has for us. No matter what threats they may impose or, or, or project or what, or what you perceive. You know, oftentimes we perceive stuff and that person ain't even coming to you like that. Y'all with me? Watch this, watch this. Fear of man will cause you not to trust God. Fear of man will cause you to shrink back. Imagine knowing that you don't have to fear people anymore. Imagine that. And I'm not talking about sizing people up, but what I'm talking about knowing that no matter who stands in the way of your destiny, God says you take your fear out of that. Take that fear off your heart. Listen, when we go in these neighborhoods, come on, help me somebody. When we walk into these apartments, we ought not to what? Fear anyone because he says wherever you go, no man will be able to what? Stand before you. Could it be that between your destiny and you is a person of authority? Or, or intimidation by the enemy. The enemy will use people to try to cause you to be afraid of what God has for you. Joshua had a big task. Listen, do you remember when they went in to spy out the land? You know what they said about the people? They said that they were like grasshoppers to the people. So that picture, that image is already in their minds, and God causes the leader to stand up and say, I will fear nobody. I will not fear man, but I'm moving forward because God made a promise already, and he says all the days of your life, no man will be able to what? stand before you. Tell your neighbor, overcome fear of people. Look what he says next. And this is something I want to help somebody with. Just as I have been with Moses, just as I have been with Moses, I will what? Be with you. Do I have anybody? The next thing we got to do is we got to overcome our fear of the unknown. You see, what God is trying to illustrate for Joshua is you don't know what it's like going into Canaan, but you've been here with Joshua and with Moses and you have seen him. Come on, help me somebody. You've seen all the plagues. You've seen the Red Sea parted. You've seen me rain down manna. You've seen me feed them. You've seen me for 40 years take care of them. Listen, don't forget what you've learned now for your future. Do I have anybody? And when you get ready to go forward, some of you could have been promoted. 
but but you're you're so caught up on what the unknown is and you're so fearful of the unknown I'm going to preach by myself today. Watch this. Watch this. Well, you're so fearful of the unknown that you will not move forward and it's causing fear to hold you back. Are you with me? Oftentimes, I believe the promise here to Joshua is that I'll take care of you just like I took care of Moses. Joshua was a young boy when he Watch Moses. You see, some of us are here, but we're not paying attention. I'm trying to help somebody. Pay attention to what God is doing in your life, but pay attention to what God is doing in your church. Pay attention to what God is doing around you. Don't overlook what he's doing. He's illustrating something for you because somebody here today, if he done it for me, he can do it for you. You say, how was God with Moses? Well, Moses was the first abandoned child mentioned in, Bi in the Bible. But yet he was rescued and raised in the palace. I wish I had somebody. Moses also was a man full of excuses. But God used them anyways. Moses was 80 years old when he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. And if he did it then, he could do it again. Moses' insecurities cost him amen, a trip to Canaan. So just like I was with Moses, I will be what? With you. Tell your neighbor, get over the fear of the unknown. Look what he says. He says, just as I was, have been with Moses... He says, I will be what? Now watch the text. I'm done. Watch the text. He says, I, you notice this? You know, watch, watch, watch what God says now. I will be what? With you. And I will not what? Huh? So if God is with me, And if God says I'll never fail you, what are you afraid of? What's holding you back? Watch the text. The text says I will not fail you. Now, the word fail is where we get God's name, Jehovah Rapha. That word means I will never abandon you. I will never fail you. I, you will never be alone. I will not fail you. You will not become helpless in the situation that you're in right now. And somebody here this morning, I want to give you the next point. You have to overcome any doubts you may have about God and his abilities. See, oftentimes, we are not sure of God's ability. Can I tell you something? He can do exceedingly. He can do abundantly. He can do above all that you can ask or even think. But here's the problem. The problem is you got to stop relying on your own abilities. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, what? Acknowledge him and what? He shall direct your path. God is telling Moses, Joshua, I will not fail you. I am Jehovah Rapha. 
That word means to relax. In other words, God is saying, stop panicking. Trust me. But you got to trust in my ability. You got to get over your doubt or any doubts you have about me. Some people, their doubts trump their trust. And sometimes you're saying, can I really, really trust God in the midst of this? But God is saying, I will not fail you. It is a promise that if you keep reading through the book of Joshua, you'll find out that God kept good to his promise. Not only did he say, I will not fail you, but the next thing he says is, or forsake you. The last thing you got to know if you're going to develop courage is you got to overcome, we got to overcome our fear of abandonment. You see, oftentimes when we step out on faith, the enemy will get you to think that, man, I just gave this. I just did this. I just sacrificed this. If I didn't give my last dollar, if I didn't do this, and you you were like, it's looking bad. It, 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 I, I don't know. I'm not sure. And you can't, you can't go forward with all those types of insecurities. Can I help you with something? You have to, we have to get over the fear of abandonment. I believe that that's the key. That's the thing that holds a lot of people back because they feel like God will abandon them. That word, that word forsake means to leave you, to desert you, but not only that, but it means to fail you. True courage comes when you know in your heart that God is with you, that God will not abandon you, that God will never fail you. Courage from self is not dependable. But courage from knowing who is with you, courage from knowing who sent you, courage from knowing who can deliver you, courage from knowing, come on somebody, that God has been with you all this time. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Listen, your fear of people, your fear of, your fear of the future can hold you back, but you got to hold on. You got to believe that God will never abandon you. Get over your fears. You see, most of us have experienced our children, our children's dependence on us when they face their fears. I don't know if you've had this, but when they've had nightmares or when the thundering and lightning outside, they, they wake up screaming and they jump out their bed and they walk through the valley of their bedroom, down the valley of the hall to the valley of your room. They jump in your bed, amen. What they need is someone to be with them. Yeah. You're hugging them. Doesn't stop the, the rain. The thunder, the lightning, or whatever they're afraid of, but all of a sudden they fall asleep in your arms. The fear that they have alone, they no longer have because mama or daddy holds them. You help them to face their fears in the midst of their struggles. That's exactly what your heavenly father does. That when you walk through those valleys, he does not let you face it alone. 
And what he wants you to do is to overcome your fear of people. Overcome your fear of the unknown. Overcome any doubts that you may have about him and his ability. And lastly, overcome our fear. My, my issue in life has always been abandonment. Uh, you know, some of us grow up with different things that happen to you. Abandonment was a theme in my life. And whenever you have an abandonment spirit, you, you don't trust very easily. You, you don't trust God. You don't trust people because you have in the back of your mind that they're going to fail you. But I thank God. Come on, somebody. That I've walked with God. And what I saw God did with, for my pastor, Pastor Larry Randall, I saw him do with me. Come on, somebody. And I realized something. That my God will never abandon me. My God will never fail me. My God will not allow people to get over on me. Because I'm courageous. God builds you into a courageous person when you get over your insecurities. Next week, we'll go into the next verse, and we'll deal with the rest of this story. Amen? Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Amen.